From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Come hell or high water. Tonight's episode. We do it this way because we don't want to spend money. And now, please welcome the host of the Long Shot, Sean Conroy. Yes. <laughs> this meeting's being recorded. <laughs> Make sure you leave that part in, Aaron. Like, no, please don't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Definitely leave that in. Uh, thank you so much. Welcome to the Long Shot. <laughs> It is a podcast. Uh, I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the host is uh, the the R&B songstress herself, Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hi! <laughs> um, yeah, I hope he leaves that in. It's funny because I there, there was a moment last week where I forget even what happened, but it was something that happened right before we started recording again after the break or something like that. And it was just a silly thing and then we oh, were yeah, kind of joking we came back from break both just hysterically laughing but i don't know why yeah i don't remember why either but and then and i was like oh that was kind of funny and then in the episode it doesn't start with that it starts with whatever happens after that which is fine i totally get that but i do think there's always these funny little things where i don't know when i'm when i'm watching like a behind the scenes thing i want to know what really was going on behind the scenes it's you know so real yeah like what's these people are just like us you know they're <clears throat> incapable of working technology and uh <laughs> barely alive we had some sound issues you could be more specific you could tell people that I could not figure out that my headphones were not plugged in. Like that was he the extent kept, of that. He, Sean, you. I. <laughs> kept going, can you hear me? And I was like, yes, perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like. I can't days. hear you. Can you hear me? And then. But you got me to check all of my settings, my plug in, like. Is it me? And I was like, it really isn't me. It's definitely. And I checked mine too. And mine, my headphones were plugged in, but not all the way plugged in. Yeah, that'll do it. So I signed out. Amber texted me. Is it the headphones? And I was like, like, of course it's not the headphones. I almost was like, sorry for the obvious. And I was like, I'm not going (laughs) to apologize for this because I think I'm right. (laughs) Well, I knew before I sent the first one that I was wrong. Like I, I, I was not. I was aware that that was the problem by the time I texted you back that I was the one who fucked up. So oh, did you text back? Should I check it? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh. Check, 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 please check your text messages while we're recording. Uh, folks, this is a podcast. It's called the long shot. It's mostly about how hard it is to do a podcast and what can go wrong. Technically, uh, right from the beginning. Um, I, uh, yeah, we had some technical problems at the end of last week's episode. Should we get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, well, I don't know, you know, I don't, we don't really communicate that much during the week, except for (laughs) occasional texts of like, here's a, this is like me going, here's a thing I thought you would think was funny, or you send me. And I do radio silence. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
I'm like, do I have her number in my phone right? <laughs> I get overwhelmed in a week. <laughs> but also then sometimes you'll send me like an encouraging picture of Smudgy, which I always enjoy, like him doing something that is new and like different or whatever. The dishes. Or... Yeah, right. <laughs> Smoking a cigar, playing poker with other dogs. Um, but so I don't know what the story was last week. We So we, I mean, obviously anybody who's listening to this already knows this, but we ended the episode last week with... All of a sudden, it just cut off. I did not realize that Amber had gotten. I was mad at you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Her face froze in this expression that was like me, Amber. You. I'll use I'll use her (laughs) statements. Her face froze, and uh, and I thought she was just looking at me like, "What is wrong with you?" And so I was being, I was like trying to explain myself. I don't even remember what I was. I don't think I was even saying anything specific yet. I was kind of fumfering my way through a lead up to a big thing. And it took me like 30 seconds to go, wait a minute. It's not, her face is just frozen. She's letting me get a word in. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't she shutting me up? Uh, but anyway, it turned out your power had gone out, correct? Yes. Um, the power went out in the entire neighborhood. Cause you did send me a text that said the power went out in the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me a short video of smudgy playing racquetball. And that was the last <laughs> I ever heard from doing you. his taxes. Yes. Um, he's, he's like a white collar <laughs> <laughs> racquetball. Um, no. Yeah. So I had a very similar experience that you did, but inverse, as you can imagine, right. because it was from my point of view. Um, right. But it was like a record, mirror opposite of what happened for me. I record this podcast on a laptop, not mm-hmm. to brag. And I plug in a ring light, which we've talked about before so that I'm lit. Right. Yes, I'm a girl and I have to look okay. <laughs> I myself record this on a laptop, but I plug in a keyhole light. So it's as if I'm being lit from outside a door. Right. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only mentioned that because you were ramping up to something and then mm-hmm. suddenly the room went dark except for my ring light. And I was like, oh, that's so funny that. All of the lights in the room went off like that. Like <laughs> my, yes, <laughs> but like your brain can't think what's happening right now. It, it's, it's small. It's just what is around me. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that I was even saying to you like, oh, it's so weird. All the lights went out, but you are frozen. <laughs> what, like, that, did I have a good, like, cause the good thing is you got recorded in the mm-hmm. way you were frozen, whereas yeah. I did not get recorded. No. So was there anything notable about the way I was frozen? No. Well, no. Because you were I, very notable in the way you were frozen. I wasn't. You, I don't remember. I should have just made a choice. I should have just made it up. But you're <laughs> flipping me off. Um, you're, you've been studying at the Jamie Flam School of Improv. <laughs> but no, I don't remember. You were just frozen like mid talking uh-huh. like i want to say like this i was like <laughs> that's how i talk never made that face before so <laughs> i don't know why that would be how you were frozen but um you were frozen and again the way people perceive the world i was like oh sean 
computer froze. Uh huh. And my lights went out at the same time. What a weird coincidence. <laughs> and then. Um, there are no coincidences, sweetheart. <laughs> and then Jeff and Smudgy come marching down the hallway, and Jeff has like a candle in his hands, and he's like, the power's out. And I was like, that. <laughs> I mean, it's good that he had a candle in his hands when the power went out, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they could see their way through their, I'm assuming they were doing some kind of practice parade. Like when you said they were marching, I picture both of them in band uniforms. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I like red, they're red jack, like tight red jackets, like 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 military band style. Yeah. Little hats, little round hats with a, little visor and then a feather coming out the top music man music man yeah you're absolutely right 76 trombones i'm always right um (laughs) did we switch personalities um (laughs) but so the 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 power was totally out and i told i i had to text you like hey the power's out I don't think we could record anymore. <laughs> right. And then there was a concern as to whether we had recorded any of it because right, ostensibly because you're the one who's recording. Right. But it's to the cloud. So I felt okay about that, but I was never, I never ended the call. So I don't know if, I didn't know if that would screw anything up. And I mean, so I was like, oh, the power's out in our building, but then there was nothing. Turns out everything's connected to electricity or the internet or both. Um, you couldn't find out what was going on because you had no, and also what can we do with this puppy and the two of us? So we're like, we might as well go for a walk. There's nothing Mm -hmm. else to do. So we went outside and the whole neighborhood was so dark and so quiet. It was so intense. Um, oh, also before that, I have to do a side note. Jeff lit all of the candles. He could find this is and, a fire start in a blackout by the way <laughs> and um a lot of them if not all of them are like scented yes and it was it it <laughs> smelled nuts it was like like it's because none of them oh my god together. seven ladies rooms crashed <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a lot uh mm. poor smudgy was probably like my nose mm. um so we went for a walk, and then as we were walking down our street, all of the power went back on, and you can tell because the street lights started, and um, yeah, like all of the power went out. You could like right. see the lights coming on in people's houses and apartments. And was and, there a sound component as well? Yeah, yeah, yes. But it's also notable how much light pollution we live in without even noticing mm-hmm. because there was such a stark difference between it being off and it being on. I am not saying so You're saying when the lights were on, it was definitely way brighter than it was when the lights were off? But even like in theory, it was after nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Our neighborhood, we're close to Sunset Boulevard, but it's a pretty quiet family neighborhood. Like, there's not a lot going on. There's not, like, neon lights or anything like that. So, like, in theory. Shouldn't have been that different. 
Right. But it's like, oh, it, it was like blinding almost when it came back. Would you say in a sense, the contrast was it was almost like night and day? Not quite, <laughs> but almost like night and day. Electronic mm-hmm. day. Right. Um, but yeah, that was and it. It lasted for like 45 minutes, that, mm-hmm. that power outage, um, which was also interesting because I didn't know how long it was going to last. But if it kept going, I can't do my job at all. And I can't even really contact my boss to tell him that I can't do my job. It was like, oh, wow, this is an interesting puzzle that we're in. But it came right. back how on. Do we, how do we fix this if right. there's no electricity? My phone is electric. Every mm-hmm. communication device I have is electric. This is why my mother is always like, you got to keep a landline. You got to keep a landline. Well, jokes on her landlines. Now, if you got a new landline right now, Mm -hmm. it would be, I think, connected to the Internet. Uh, I think that's not a landline. I think that is. No, because they're not. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I almost do i'm so close to knowing what i'm talking about so um that should be that should be (laughs) the motto of the podcast the long shot so close to knowing what they're talking about but i i read an article i swear to god that it was like cheaper or easier or whatever Mm -hmm. for phone companies to go through like digital lines anyway. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of opted out of right. phone lines. Right. Well, know. for her, that's not a, you know, that's not an issue because she has actually the second, she doesn't have the Alexander Graham Bell phone, which was but, the first, he was the first one, but she has the one after that. The one <laughs> he made for the other, for who he was upgraded. it? Watson, who was in the other room. He, she has Watson's phone. So is it the uh, same Watson as Sherlock? Yeah, he was a busy wow. guy. He was a fictional character and a guy who worked in Alexander Graham Bell's lab with him. Honestly, goals. Yeah. <laughs> Not easy. Not easy. Uh, and 50 years apart, incredibly. Wow. You know? He so, looks great. Yeah. <laughs> People, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald says there's no second act in American lives. And luckily that guy was British. So yeah, he didn't, he didn't at least it. At- first (laughs) when he was fictional (laughs) he got american citizenship later as a real person yeah and of course it was easier back then there was no immigration problem you know it's just a simpler time uh i will uh i will just start by saying i know that uh i don't know if we've talked about this but every week now excuse me when i sign in to have this session it says you're Aaron it says I'm Aaron right so (laughs) I don't understand why that is uh well this is a whole thing because it says I'm Aaron right but when I'm teaching when Mm -hmm. I have zoom sessions that I have other people sign into it doesn't say I'm Aaron so if I'm signing in Mm -hmm. to someone else's link for some reason it has switched my stuff to Aaron. Well, and for full context mm-hmm. for listeners, it says I'm Aaron. Right. So now there's I'm, two Aaron. I'm logging in as Aaron because I'm recording. I'm 
producing the show. I'm recording it. Which Which I did that one week, an episode a while back when Jamie was on the show and Amber couldn't make it. I'm Amber. (laughs) God, this show, so close to knowing what they're talking about. Amber was not there. Jamie was there. I signed in as Aaron. Ever since then, when I sign into other people's Zoom links, it lists me as Aaron. Go ahead. I think the this adds to the mystery because I would say like, oh, well, that's why. It says that I'm Aaron. I don't even want to say his full name because I don't know if he wants me to. Mm-hmm. But it says the full name. For you, it just says Aaron first name. So right. it's, it doesn't, it's not it even doesn't like we're on as... the same account. It makes no sense. Right. I'm not Aaron <laughs> Blithers the way it is on. Oops. Should I not have said Blithers? Withers. Uh... <laughs> but here's why I bring it up is because <laughs> I had a meeting this week bragging. on Zoom, very much bragging. Uh, to pitch ideas to an extant television program, the name of which I am not allowed to mention because I signed a non-disclosure agreement. So I was going in to pitch them story ideas for their show. Mm-hmm. So I sign in to like, the hey, Aaron. No, <laughs> they're signed in and they do not respond. They don't turn their video camera on. They don't turn their uh, uh, sound on, whatever. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it's a person. So I'm on camera. They're just a black uh, 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 rectangle. No, no rectangle because all all squares <laughs> are rectangles. It's not all re- rectangles are not parallelogram yeah (laughs) rhombus so they don't come on and i'm like why are they not and then i realize it says fucking aaron blithers on my screen (laughs) and i go and i go hey just so you guys know this is sean click they come right on and they're like I was having a panic attack because I, I have so many meetings and I was like, am I in the wrong meeting? Is this the wrong person? Do I have, have I got the right? And I was like, motherfucker, like. Have you re- signed out of his account for sure? And signed I've back done so many things since this happened. Cause up until then I was like, who cares? Like, yeah, it's funny mm-hmm. that Amber and I are both Aaron on Thursday, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. But that was stressing somebody else out in a meeting that was important to them and important to me before the meeting started. And like, whatever, it's fine. But how'd it go? How'd how'd the meeting go? uh, Well, I will tell you that when I was signing out of the meeting uh, right before, what's that? (laughs) Bought it in the room. (laughs) Bought in the room. No, no. But they said, "We're, we're so glad that you came in. We're so glad we had this discussion. We will definitely be in touch, Aaron. Click. And then it went off. And I was like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. So we'll see if they're able to find me. Because no, are you kidding? Did that really happen? I, I, I am, I'm kidding. Yes, yes. Okay. No, that, that, I, uh, that makes me, it made me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny, though. Uh, no, the meeting was fine. Whatever. But it did It did have that that unnecessary speed bump at the beginning of like, so then today, but you can change your name, right? Which I did. I changed it earlier today 
Oh. But you're still Aaron right now. I see it. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but I will say. Who am I? <laughs> I got an invitation today for this meeting. And then I was like, oh, Amber sent it early in the day. And then you sent another one. So I don't know if, if Blithers himself sent an invite earlier in the day. I think Blithers sent it. So I signed into that meeting right when he sent it to see if I could futz with the settings and figure out how to not be Aaron anymore in case, you know, God willing and the creek don't rise. I get another meeting sometime in the next 10 years that has to be on Zoom. I don't show up as Aaron Blithers again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me see what I can do. And so I changed the name in that meeting. So it said, Sean, not Aaron on my thing. And I was like, oh, that'll be funny when I show up tonight and Amber will get a chuckle oh. out of that and nobody will ever see it. And then it doesn't, it didn't affect it, you know? Is, so I, I don't know. I truly don't understand. Welcome to another episode of getting <laughs> to the bottom of Zoom mysteries. Folks. I think Blithers sent out an invite because he was recording some podcasts today. I logged in at one point to try to make the invite uh-huh. and um I it was already it said like it said like meeting in progress and I was like uh, <laughs> like uh, log out log out log out so um he I think created one and Got it. And then when I saw that, he texted me that he had logged out. And once that happened, I logged in and saw that he had already created. This is so boring, but it is what it is. I just it, was about to go click, which he, is like an old school He already had callback. created yeah. the meeting for this podcast, right, which I right. usually create. So I just shared it just in case people needed it folks the long shot in the weeds continues (laughs) with more details about meeting schedulings and what names appear on the screen that was an hour (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh i can't wait for the reviews we get for this episode so uh here's a couple other things like relatable content though no i'm sure everybody has been dealing with shit like this for the last year, you know, um, I, uh, went to lunch today, which was delightful, uh, because doing anything honestly is delightful at this point, like getting out of my apartment and not being here by myself is delightful. But I met up with my friends, Billy and Andy from the swarm and we went to Langer's the, I've still never been there. This is my first time. Wow. Uh, and by the way, I should mention to the hype. What's that? Does it live up to the hype? <laughs> well, it's or funny. I, I went to, uh, yeah, there's a million, there's a million different pieces of this story. Let me tell a couple of them first, and then I'll tell you whether it lived up to the hype. The first piece is I parked in a lot, not far away. And as I was walking over Dodgy neighborhood, it's yeah. But I mean, MacArthur park, I'm 11 foot nine and weigh 475 pounds. So I'm not ever really worried about stuff like that um, <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah you should be um but you shouldn't be uh but i'm walking along and i see a guy and the guy i would say he's probably five or ten years older than i am uh just an average dude you know, middle-aged moving towards late, later adulthood 
wearing a tank top and some shorts with a mask on, whatever, doesn't matter. What matters is out of the corner of my eye, I see that he's covered in tattoos, right? So that that fits in that neighborhood. That's sure. you know that that makes sense. Like it's 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 a tough area, it and tracks. tattoos tattoos are tough for tough tattoos. people. You know, if you're a tough person, you get a tattoo. Um, tattoos are not Tony. <laughs> no. There's no tattoos allowed in Granada Hills. Uh, so uh, so I'm walking, and as I'm coming sort of closer to him, I see that one of the tattoos on his thigh. Is, we can see thigh. How short are these shorts? They're not short shorts, but they're not long shorts. Let's put it okay, that way. Mid, mid length. They're mid shorts. Yeah. Honestly, that's in. So good for him. Right. So, and I don't think he was wearing them because they were in, but I think he's one of those guys who stuck with it for so long mm, that what, what was what was out <laughs> was finally back in, you know? Um, but I see one of his tattoos and it is the word... It's a four-letter word. Starts with a C. Mm. You know what the word is. Not the word is cats. In green ink, it says cats. In the font of the Broadway show Cats. So he has a tattoo on his thigh. In the show's font. Of the Broadway show Cats, okay? Wow. So that's a little odd. And I, this all happens in the space of like three right. seconds like, that I you're see. You're like, that. sir, I have so many questions. Please don't go. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet did I have questions. But. Oh, now you're like, get, I got it. <laughs> I'm Terminator. I'm Terminator scanning, you know? I'm like, kind of like, mm, mm, yeah, yeah, I see Cats on his thigh. Then I see another. Let me see if I can do this. Tattoo across his forearm like this, and it says, "How is he walking?" <laughs> like, he's just standing. He's just standing. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. so I'm so I see this like perpendicularly, okay, out of the corner of my eye as I'm sort of reaching him and about to pass him. Right, mm -hmm. I see that the tattoo on his forearm. Lemus, 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 Lemus. <laughs> I'll give you two more guesses. One more. Think big Broadway musical. Um, 42nd Street. More recent, but but still. Hamilton? Too recent. Uh, oh. No, a chorus line. Oh. In the font from the Broadway show, a chorus he line. He loves Broadway. Oh, so I have now seen <laughs> that two of his tattoos are in the font of the show, of the show, of a Broadway musical. And now I'm past him and I'm like, fuck, I want to turn around and just do a full body scan because are all of his like people right. get different thematic tattoos but if it was just all shows <laughs> like instead of collecting playbills he got tattoos after every show <laughs> i don't know and so also can i say cats yeah. is an interesting one right because i would argue that even like theater nerds sort of look down on cats hated it 
This was the so story. Like, like, what are we doing? Why are we tattooing cats on us? This was the story I told at lunch today, which I've told a million times, but I took my students, my first year of teaching, I took my kids to see the musical Cats. And it was a fucking adventure for a million reasons. But one of the things that happened was by the time we got to the show, it was a Wednesday matinee. That's when they used to have school discounts. Yeah. So all, you know, buses would come from everywhere and whatever. We did not take a bus. We took the subway, which was what the adventure was because I was a brand new teacher and they were like herding cats. Yeah. Um, But we got into the theater survived and everyone got there. Yeah. 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 But barely. I mean, it was success. success. There was a lot of unpleasantness along the way and some remaining on the way out, but uh, on the way Sorry, inside, we're in the theater, and I, this is all extra, but I had made the kids dress up. Like I had said, you're going to see a Broadway show, and that's a big deal, so everybody needs to be in their, you know, good clothes. Like, we're going to a show. so cute. And they did. Like, a lot of the boys wore ties, and a lot of the girls wore dresses, and, you know, whatever. But they still had their hoodies on. And so when we got into the theater, they all just sat down in their seats and fucking put their hoodies over their heads and went to sleep. And just like that was where they were for the entire show. And so part of me was like, you guys are at a Broadway show like fucking this is great, like whatever. And then part of me was like, this is bad. (laughs) This is not, you know, because I think a lot of those kids had probably never been more than two or three blocks from where they lived when they were growing up. And this was like a big trip to them to go all the way downtown to this theater. I was like, this is not how I want to introduce them oh, yeah, to this is the a- world of Broadway, you know? Uh, and the reason I, the reason I say this is a lot more because I will tell one more thing about that, uh, you know, that experience was the kids were, some of the kids were mad on the way out because the kids I took were all African-American kids and they were very nicely dressed. They looked great. There were lots of kids there from various places in the tri-state area, including lots of busloads of kids, white kids from Long Island or Westchester who showed up in their torn jeans and Metallica shirts and whatever. And so the kids, some of the kids were mad at me. Like you're, you know, you made us get dressed up and the white kids didn't have to do that. And I was like, but you guys look so much better than those kids. So isn't that a good thing? Like, I don't know. I think it's cool. Like I think, you know, and one kid and I sort of started going back and forth about it. And I was, you know, 22 or whatever. Like, what the fuck did I know? To yeah. be in charge of right, at 20. Especially me at, you know, 22. Was I feel like insane. anyone. But Honestly. I was, like, trying to be wise and sort of above like, the fray. This is how the world is, even though I have no idea I'm 22. And I'm talking to this kid about it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to this kid, and I'm like, well... His kid's name was Ronald. And I was like, well, it, you know, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. Like... Do you want to be a pessimist or do you want to be an optimist? Like, is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? And he goes, what do you mean? And I say, well, you know, you look at a glass and there's water in it. And is it half full or half empty? And he goes, he, half let, me see, let me see if I can, no, let me see if I can remember it right. I mean, this is 
you know, 30 something years ago, but he was like, he goes, that's easy. If I'm pouring something in, then it's half full. And if I'm drinking something out of it, then it's half empty. And I was like, but no, but then I go, but what if it's just sitting on the table and you're just looking at it? And he goes, then why do I care? It's not my glass. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, he's right. We're wrong. I know. <laughs> it was so good. I was like, you should be a lawyer, man. That's too good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, Cats was awful. I thought it was a terrible, terrible show for a million reasons. Yeah, I um, Cats came out as a movie in 2019 right and it was panned by a lot of people but and it wasn't a good movie mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll put it out there i saw it in the theaters twice for fun <laughs> i get it i get it um to laugh at but <clears throat> the thing that i kept trying to underline to people is the movie has more of a plot than the play does Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have much of a plot. Like right. it didn't have much to work with. It's wild that they tried to make this a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course now, you know, the, the big thing in cats, the thing that really was the cultural moment memories was the song memory, which we will never be able to think of the same way again. Now that we know that was a song that a person who was nicknamed the music man in the Trump White House would play to calm Trump down when he was having tantrums, because that was one of his favorite show tunes. They would go, Trump would be losing his shit somewhere. And they'd put like and they'd a blanket go, on top of it. Go get the music man and have him play memory. And so the music oh. man would come in and put on memory and Trump would go, Oh, yes, I loved Cats. Very good show. I could have, you know, what? who, who the fuck knows what he said. I could have anyway. been a cat. <laughs> People said I would have been the best Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, have but you anyway, seen that film? The, no. Cats? Oh, no. wow. I would, no. I would honestly, that could be an episode. Us just like. I Talking would like about cats? to watch you watch it is all. I think we should do that. Let's have a let's have a watch party. You know, somebody said that a while ago. I forget what I was talking about. But one of our listeners sent sent a thing either to me or to our I can't remember where they sent it on Twitter or Face Bleach or whatever the communication area was. <laughs> Google Mail or AOL. Okay. All right. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, they were saying you can do this thing called a Twitch watch party or something oh, like yeah. that. And maybe we should figure out because I, I, I was kind of interested in that idea, but of course, never followed up on it. But maybe we should do that with cats and see if we can be fun. Uh, have fun watching that and just like, I guess, probably shitting on it. But who knows? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've seen it twice. And and this comes from a place of loving musical theater, you know, yeah, like I'm, you. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm not the kind of fan that would get the tattoo of every show I've ever seen on my yeah, body. I, somewhere. It, it begs a lot of questions. Well, Billy's idea was maybe this guy was like a chorus boy in all these movies and the, oh. or in all these shows. And that's why he got them. And I thought that would be funny too. Although 
you know, that depending on the an show, incredible dancer, because those are both dance shows, <laughs> right? But also, uh, yeah, that's but that was kind of my point was like, if you're a chorus boy, it feels like you, you can't be covered in tattoos because right. you're going to do a show where you have to wear hot pants and a and a tutu or something. Well, he waited till he was. I guess he was out of the game. Yeah, 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 maybe. Um, but anyway, talking about was Langer's a, good. What's that? Was Langer's good? Oh yeah, Langer's was great. Like Langer's okay. has. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say was that you know they have a reputation for having the best pastrami sandwich in the mm-hmm. world, right? So that's why we were going to go there because Andy is ostensibly a foodie. He considers himself a foodie. He puts up pictures on Instagram of his foods. So he is a foodie. So he wanted to go to Langer's and we were supposed to go to Langer's a few weeks ago. In fact, I talked about when we were going with the swarm. Yeah. Yeah. And he set it all up and we were going to Langer's and you had to bring your vaccination card and, you know, all this stuff. And then, but then he was like, well, it's tomorrow's the Jewish holiday. So maybe we, maybe we can go a little later because I'm supposed to be fasting and whatever. And the thing he never thought about was that Langer's is a Jewish deli. So they would be closed on the Jewish holiday. And of course, of course they were, but we did finally make it. And I knew we were going because they had this ostensibly great pastrami sandwich. So I found a lot nearby to park in. Like I, of course, was running late and I was like, oh, I could go around looking for parking around because it's right by the tip. It's right by the dynasty tip writer. It is. And that's not a typically great area to park in. I know, but not it is street parking. You, you'd be lucky. Well, except that I always had no problem finding parking right next to the park itself. Like, it feels like there's always spots right by the park. If you don't mind walking past a Lou Reed song on your way to the, to the Langers, but it was just like, I was running too late. So anyway, I found a lot. I drive into the lot. The woman comes walking up to me and she's like, very friendly. Like we get into a whole conversation. She's like, where are you going? I said, Langers. And she's like, oh, the number 19. I was there last week. And I was like, that's the pastrami, isn't it? And she's like, yes, but I'll tell you, so expensive, so expensive. We got two number 19s and it was 40, like it was this long conversation about, you know, $45. And I was like, $45 for two sandwiches. That's outrageous. And she was like, I know, like it was just very, very emotional. And it felt like two people who had not talked to another human being in like 10 years, you know? Um, and then at the end I was like, I get that it's expensive, but I don't go out a lot these days. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) And she was like, then go and get whatever you want. And I was like, great. She's like, we're open all day. She's like, (laughs) she's like, we're open all day. Uh, but not that you're going to be there all day. And I was like, you never know. Like, it was just one of those kind of like, you know, and that's how you met your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one singular sensation. Every little step she takes. Diddle, diddle, diddle. Uh, Wait, anyway, re- really yeah. quick, can we? Uh, this is a chorus line. Um, interstitial. Yeah, yeah. But I went to college with um a girl who was on Broadway as Maggie mm-hmm. in a chorus line, and um, which one was Maggie? Was she the tits and ass one? No, she's at the ballet. 
up does a steep the, and very narrow she stairway. She does like the big, big, crazy, impossible belt in mm-hmm. at the ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything was beautiful at the ballet. Yes, they mm-hmm. did like a reunion because that was ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. They did a reunion at the Hollywood Bowl of a chorus line and they brought her back to play Maggie. So a bunch of my college friends and I went to the Hollywood bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm already saying too much. Like I, I wanted this to be quick, but Jeff came with me and my it's less of an interstitial and more of like a long detour. No, no, no. It's going to be short. But anyway, point is I forget what Jeff had to leave at a specific time. He had like a show or a job or something. Mm-hmm. So, or he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. No, <laughs> so we left at intermission, but as we were leaving, he was like, Well, <laughs> that was the whole show because they end the first act with singing one singular sensation. Uh-huh. So he thought that was <laughs> the show. Does he not understand reprise? He understands now, but I was also like, But it didn't, it nothing like. <laughs> I I was baffled that mm-hmm. he thought like yeah that was the whole show it was right. forty minutes of people being like my childhood was hard one singular sensation <laughs> like, anyway <laughs> I really enjoyed that show I remember seeing it on Broadway and really loving it except for Maggie <laughs> well no I think. It was Cassie is the one I didn't like. He's like the, the lead. The one who's like, all I ever needed was the music and the mirror. And I just found that so boring. Like everything else was great, but that was boring. I mean, I was like 12. Anyway. Yeah. We're back. Uh, so anyway, the, the sandwich was great. Really is that perfect. what we were talking why did i, I start that, talking about chorus line so much because the guy had a tattoo and then i was singing a song and you know it just led from one thing to another that's how conversations go sometimes uh speaking of which it was a good pastrami sandwich yeah we're done with that but yes it was delicious it was uh would you have it again well i did an adventurous thing which is you know I, i've talked extensively on this show about some of my odd eating proclivities and that I don't like this or I don't want that or don't have this additional Bananas, thing. mayo. This pastrami sandwich comes with, I believe it's coleslaw and Russian dressing on top. Pastrami That's Swiss cheese, coleslaw. Involved with both. Correct. Which immediately set off all sorts of alarms for me Mm -hmm. but i was like we're at langer's world's best pastrami sandwich they must know what they're number 19 you got to do what they want you to do 45 (laughs) dollars so i ate the whole sandwich with all that stuff on it well like (laughs) it choked it down no it was good i just kind of like i i it was almost like a meditative thing where I was like, it was like Zen. Like I was like, this is the moment. This is where I am. This Mayo is what I'm is doing. Not a thing. This is, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it worked out great because it great. was delicious. Um, I was very disappointed at the end when the 
server got us all worked up because she was like, yeah, we have a uh, strawberry shortcake with ice cream. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Cause we were debating dessert or no dessert. And I was like, if I have the opportunity to get like, I'm not a cheesecake person. I don't care for cheesecake. Cheese and cake don't go together. You know, me too, Sean. Me too. And I feel like I'm in this world to... because everyone else loses their mind over it. And, and I especially, mean, I'll yeah. eat it. I'm a monster. I'll eat anything, <laughs> but I, I'm not excited about it. And it's such a deli food. Like this is one of those delis where they have a rotating case with slices of cheesecake in the case. Mm. And they're like, do you want this kind of cheesecake or this kind of cheesecake or this? And I'm like, no, cheesecake is not cake. It's just not. Sorry. Um, Cheese and cake don't, they're not, they should be separate. So strawberry shortcake. I was like, great. I'm I'm in hundred percent. Let's get strawberries are short and cake is cool. (laughs) And they're right. Yes. And there are other things implied such as cream on top, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, n- not a, only does the saddest story. We'll yeah, hear she goes story. away. She comes back and she goes, Oh, actually we're out of that. But do you want some cheesecake? And, and I just like, was like, fuck kicked her you. Right the shit. <laughs> I was furious. Uh, so we didn't get, we didn't get, uh, well, we got one dessert, but uh, what was know, it? It was a chocolate cake. Sounds like it wasn't that good. Split multiple ways. It was fine, but it was not. It was no strawberry shortcake. No, no. Um, But let's talk about something else for a second, which is, are you all caught up? (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Great point. So anyway, the sandwich. Uh, Are you all caught up on the Murdoch murders at this point? (laughs) Not at all. That's good. It became like homework for me. So yeah. I, no, no, no. I think that's good. I think there's there, you no, know, I no like reason. this dynamic where you just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even giving any new information at this point, which I feel like is the state of the world, by the way. Like nothing that is being told to us is anything new. What was the big news this week on all? the news networks for the last several days. Facebook is bad for you and they're hurting people. Really? And they care about profits more than safety. I had no idea. What was the other big thing that came out over the last couple of days? Turns out Trump really tried to manipulate the Department of Justice to declare the election invalid and keep himself as president. And I would go one step farther and say not president, but dictator. He was trying to have himself installed as an authoritarian dictator. Really? You don't say January 6th commission. Great work. You figured that out? Mm -hmm. Anyway, every time I listen to a new episode of the Murdoch Murders podcast at this point, it feels like if the show is 30 minutes long, the first 28 minutes are just recapping everything we knew for the first 11 episodes of the podcast. But those last two minutes really reel you in. So juicy. But it is funny. Just I'm, I'm, I'm really engrossed in all the various aspects of the whole thing at this point. In other words, there's the Mandy Matney podcast, which we've already talked about. Then there's the shitty, yeah, we like the Mandy Matney podcast. 
Then there's the shitty podcast that just steals all Mandy Matney's information. And which I also was thinking about, like, I was trying to go, why is it so difficult for me to listen to? It doesn't mean I don't listen to it, but why is it so hard to listen to this guy? And again, it's a guy and a woman, but it's the guy who really drives me crazy. Wow. Uh, Usually it's. uh... Well, women do that in general. Yes. Uh, But the guy and I was like, what is it? And, and, And so I was trying to really specifically and i think the problem is, is it like cadence is it his voice? it's cadence and also an inability to tell a linear story in other words when he starts going on what happened he'll get like five different things intermingled and go okay so they had to get there by it they 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 went by car. And then when they got there, they had to make a phone call because the car ran out of gas on the way. And they, and so the phone, when they took the phone afterwards, they had dinner and where, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the problem is this whole scenario, it will at some point make an incredible, I think we already talked about this, but it'll make like an incredible Ryan Murphy crime story or something, because there's so many different crazy details to it so it's already a difficult story to follow and process and then when you have a guy telling the story who is incapable of telling a linear story he's already confused and he's being more confusing as he's trying to tell the story so that part of it is very funny to me now here's another thing that happened which i think i texted you about but Nancy Grace, who was a TV personality for years and has kind of, as far as I can tell, not been in, or I guess what happened was she started on uh, the court TV network or whatever, but then she was on CNN for a while. And then lately she's been on only the oxygen network or something like that, which no offense to the oxygen network, which is supposed to be for women, but uh, I don't really watch it that much, and uh, that's offensive. So, I, so I was not—I just hadn't seen her in a long time, and I was not really familiar with her work, even when she was on the air. It was never a thing that I was into. And she did an hour-long special on Fox News about the Murdoch murders, and I watched that's the like whole- all of your interests. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy how it's like yeah it's like one <laughs> venn diagram where everything comes together uh because on top of it being fox news and the murdoch murders it's also like she's just a weird character in and of herself you know um and i don't really know that much about her i was reading a little bit that somehow <clears throat> she claims that the murder of her fiance when she was young is what drove her into going into law school mm-hmm. and whatever But anyway, on this special, first of all, I don't know how to say this, but she, because of the way her hair was and her makeup, she looked like a female Donald Trump. Oh, no. Like she had too much patchy orange makeup on and wispy, weird hair and the wind was blowing and they didn't they clearly the didn't wind was, where was she <laughs> she was outside in south carolina so 
there was like wisps of hair like blowing around like it looked like there was nobody there going like last looks hair and makeup like none of that stuff was going on they didn't use hairspray or whatever it was it made her look like a bedraggled weirdo as she was interviewing these people who looked like I don't want to sound sexist, you know, like she's an older woman with weird makeup and weird hair. (laughs) There was an older woman that she was interviewing who looked great, looked fine, you know, normal person. Yeah. So it was like, why is someone not saying, Nancy, let's just take a second and pin that back, you know, a little bit less bronzer. (laughs) Right. Uh, But also there's so much about her that I find so bizarre Mm -hmm. because if you remember, there was an element of this story where there was a boat crash. So they were drunkenly driving this boat. They crashed into a bridge. Uh, The guy who was driving the boat was one of the kids who has since been murdered. And so he's not available to face consequences anymore. So she gets in a boat with the first responders who were there that night and travels up this river to the Archer Creek Bridge, which is where the accident happened. And so for her television program, she needs to give some, she needs to have some reactions to what's going on. Right. This has to have an She's building a narrative somehow. So she's driving up the river in this boat She's not driving. She's riding in the boat as the guy is driving. And the guy's going, yeah, we came up here. We got here, uh, you know, 45 minutes after the crash happened. And we saw this and this and whatever. And the girl who died, uh, they did not find her body for a week after the accident happened. And they found it. So he's explaining this. He's like, yeah, we had shifts all day every day we took a break the next day but then we went back in and we were doing a grid search and she and you know she's from she's always like "Mm, mm, mm." like she's just suspicious about everything she's she's very much a victim's rights advocate that's her whole thing right Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the thing first of all she's from she's from georgia somewhere so she's got a real thick thick accent and i feel like she Oh, I'm sure she does. Yeah. 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 She's like, the more corn pone I sound, the more down home I am. Uh, So the guy's like, yeah, we came up here. We, we, we did a grid search and she's like, now I've done a lot of grid searches on land and I understand how that works, but a grid search on water, I've never heard of such a thing. How would you do a grid search on water and the guy goes oh we just use gps and she's like oh yeah like it's the simplest thing in the world and then and this is where i'm like what is going on right now the guy's like yeah we you know we searched and searched and we couldn't find her body and then we found her a week later and it was about five miles down river from where the accident which makes sense if it was being carried by a river well and also those are tidal rivers in other words it's right by the ocean so there's a lot of movement of the water at that point but she can't just let that go she's like oh she well she's like this is what she said she goes imagine that 
an entire week and her body is just floating in the water that whole time. I'm like, what, what narrative are you trying to paint here? Like what is going on? Uh, so anyway, I really got, I don't know what a kick out of that whole program just because it was so weird and, and strange. And, and you're right. There is something about the way she talks to people where she goes, and then, so you're saying that there's a half hour window when those people could have been murdered. They were murdered. They are not accounted for. <laughs> they were murdered sometime, according to your determination, mm-hmm. they were murdered sometime between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. And then Alex Murdoch comes home and finds the bodies and calls the police at 1015. Now that's a very close coincidence. Would you say so? It's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is a coincidence. Maybe it isn't. You're not proving anything, but you're what? certainly saying yeah, it as if it's it very like suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's another whole aspect of this case that I find fascinating, which is the guy's first name is A-L-E-X. And Alex. his last name is M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. Alex Murdoch. In the Mandy Matney <laughs> podcast, she very specifically early on made the point that for whatever reason, in that part of the South Carolina low country, the way you pronounce A-L-E-X is Alec, Alec, not Alex, but Alec. So his first name is Alec. That's how they said it. And the last name is Murdoch. That's how it's pronounced. Alec Murdoch. mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) But what's funny about that is everybody is somewhat aware of that, but also reading from a script a lot of the time. So they just go back and forth between like nine different versions of, Mm. and Mandy Matney does it too, where sometimes she says Alec, sometimes she says Alec, sometimes she says Alex, sometimes she says Murdoch, 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 Murdoch. Like everybody says it different ways. And I just think that's so interesting that this guy's one name could be a million things, you know, gyro gyro hero, (laughs) hiro. Right. Right. Uh, And I'm, you know, of course, obsessed with names and how they're spelled anyway, because people always get mine wrong at Starbucks. So can you imagine this guy going into Starbucks and being like, what's your name, sir? Alec Murdoch. And they're like, like, "Mm -mm." No, Alex Murdaugh, you know, um, but anyway, it, the whole thing, it just gets crazier and crazier. Now there's stuff about uh, his lawyer was like lying on TV about him. I mean, that's the other thing is that in this case, as in the country at large at this point, it's like in the media is where everybody just lies about everything. There is no truth. Nobody believes in just telling the truth. You just tell a lie that serves your story. So 
the story was that he was shot in the head by somebody who was robbing him at gunpoint while he had a flat tire. It turned out that he paid him is one version that he was paying this guy to shoot him in the head. So his son would get the insurance money. But then it turned out that he had no visible wounds of any kind in his head, even though his lawyer told the press that he had a skull fracture and internal bleeding, but there was no sign of any of that. And he was let out of the hospital after like two days or something like that. Um, then the guy who he supposedly hired to kill him, his lawyer comes out and says that in fact, he was hired to, he thought maybe come and do some work at the guy's house. And then the guy was trying to kill himself and he tried to wrestle the gun away and the gun went off. And that's why there was a shot fired. So he actually saved the guy. What's up? I thought he was on the side of the freeway. It's that's what I'm saying. Like there's so much confusion around the circumstances. Like maybe he was, maybe he had done work for this family before. So when they called him and said, come over and bring the truck, he thought he was going to go do work. And then Alec or Alex was like, shoot me or Aloysius. No, was like, follow me in the truck. I'm going out to the highway because we got some shit going down over there. And then they went out to the highway and Alex stabbed his own tire to give himself a flat tire. That's another part of it is like the knife that caused the slash in his tire got traced back so that it's own. It's just like it, it spirals so much. And the last part, and again, I'm on Mandy Matney's side. I, I, I want her to be successful in this because she is really, it seems, has been, I mean, I think she's been after this story for a few years after the girl was killed at the bridge. And this is all stuff that has developed since then. But at the end of her most recent episode, she's talking about how Alec Murdoff had a hearing that she could not go to. And she says on the podcast, I could not, of course, they all have like these crazy accents, but she's like, I could not go to the hearing for reasons I will disclose in a future book. So she's already working on her book deal, which Smart. good for her. Good she absolutely yeah. should, you know, uh, she's like, I, I will and disclose. It was like, I had a nail appointment. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Like for personal reasons, I could not be there, but you will have to buy my book and it will be on page 104. <laughs> why I could not be at this hearing. Anyway, at the hearing, she has a recording of the lawyer for uh, Alec Murdoch, Mur- Mur- Murdoff, uh, saying, and you can't totally hear it very well, but you can definitely hear it, that he's like, where's Mandy Matney? Is Mandy Matney here? Because they think she's like public enemy number one because she's publicized this whole thing about Murdoch and how involved in all this he is. And I think I said this before, but the service she works for is called Fitz News. It's a local news service in South, in that part of South Carolina. As best I can tell, it's just her and one other guy doing all of it by themselves, covering wow. all the local news. So if you go on the Fitz News page, every article is written by this one guy, except she is working for him covering this other specific area of the Murdoch murders. 
So this lawyer, whose name, by the way, is Dick Harputlian, which I just get such a kick out of as a name, uh, who is, by the way, a South Carolina Democratic senator. So he apparently has a great deal of power himself, Alec Murdoch's lawyer. Um, and is still an active lawyer? Yes, wow. uh, is a lawyer uh, uh, defending Alec Murdoch or representing him in this fraud case of did he actually try to get himself murdered? Was he committing suicide? He's told some things that maybe were untrue. So that's why he's mad at Mandy Matney. So he says a thing about her. He's like, Mandy Matney's not here. Where's Mandy Matney? Uh, what is she? And he says a thing. And I, well, this is what it is. He goes, is she, and I can't remember the guy's name who, who runs Fitz News, whoever her boss is. Let's say his name is John Smith. And because that's a good, you know, filler name. Like it could be, sure. or do you have a, Move do you have a, go okay. to the next part. No, I mean, it could be something. <laughs> it could be something else. <laughs> so let's say his name, I think it's Will something, but anyway, we'll say his name is John Smith. Dick Harpootlian goes, is Mandy Matney just Dick? Uh, is Mandy Matney just John Smith's sexual alter ego? Or no, he doesn't even say it like that. He goes, "Is Mandy Matney just John Smith's alter sexual ego?" And I get what joke he's trying to make. In other words, like, what he's saying, he's saying John Smith is such a tiny, lame operation that he's also pretending to be another person to make himself seem more important. It's not a good joke and it's very poorly worded, but I get his intention was just to belittle this news service and the people working for it. Mm -hmm. But Mandy Madney gets in very high dudgeon at the end of her podcast because she feels that his remarks are sexist they're implying something about her. She never wants to hear the name of her boss and the word sexual come out of this man's mouth at the same time again. And like just on and on about which to me was not, was clearly not what this guy was saying at all. And this, I think, speaks to another aspect of American culture now, which is take what someone has said and twist it as much as possible in a disingenuous way to make it seem like they were saying something they weren't saying. So you can argue against that thing and try to make them look bad. It's like the Fox news, Tucker Carlson modus operandi, which is, you know, like somebody said to uh, Dr. Fauci recently, do you think we'll be able to celebrate Christmas? And he said, I think it's too early to say that definitively. I think we, oh, we don't so know. Like, he's, he's banning Christmas. He's telling me not to spend time. Like it's it's this whole, you know, and, and, and like somebody else was like, we haven't even gotten to Halloween or Thanksgiving yet. Why is he talking about Christmas? Well, the question was specifically him. about yeah. Christmas. So I guess that's what I'm saying is it felt to me like Mandy Matney, who, again, I am 100 percent on her side. He Mandy. I'm Team Mandy all the way. Gotta she, get you a T-shirt. <laughs> Team Mandy. I bet there are some out there, uh, but that she was like, it just disappointed me a little at the very end of the episode mm -hmm. that she was like, "Here's my opportunity to twist what they have said," as opposed and also to make it so much about 
you about her instead of being above the fray and just reporting like like because i want to hear and i don't know this but like let's hear why dick harputlian is a piece of shit for doing this as opposed to this slight misinterpretation of what he's saying that is a personal attack on me do you know what i mean right i don't think what he said was great no i don't either i don't think it was it was mean-spirited absolutely but but it's not he's not he's not saying what she's trying to imply Mm. he said i think you know but without her actually saying it like she didn't come out and say he's trying to say i fucked my boss Mm. but that's what she's implying that he's saying which is not what he's saying. No, he's saying that they're the same person. Correct. Which is also dumb and mean. and Of course, yeah. it's an insult, but it's not the insult that she is right, right, making right. it into so that she can say, you're reprehensible for saying that I would ever do that with my boss. When instead it should be like, don't be a piece of shit, you fucking child. You know, right. don't say shit like that. Of course, we're not the same person. How could we be? We're different people, you know? Uh, but anyway, more and more drama, and I can't wait to see in two years the miniseries starring. Um, trying to think of who it would be, I don't know who would play Mandy Matney and who would play uh, Alec Murdoch. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. So anyway, that was my uh, that was my thing this week, and I have uh, I have a lot more. But we always start the show with something we like to call. I think we should take a break. Because I'm going to have a medical emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, folks, we will take a quick break and then we will be right back with more of the Murdoch murders saga in South Carolina. Hey, everybody, it's Sean and we're taking a little break. And while we're doing that, why don't you go on Twitter right now and send us a question? Almost like a. What if we did an episode that was like an AMA? And by that, I don't mean the American Medical Association. I mean an Ask Me Anything or an AUA. Ask Us Anything. Uh, Tweet it. Tweet your question. Whatever question you have. Or more than one. I know you have questions. I know you have questions about the show, about us, about life. I mean, I can't imagine how many questions you must have about a lot of things. Uh, tweet it to at Longshot Podcast or to at Amber underscore Kenny or to at Sean Conroy. And who knows? Maybe in a short time, in an episode coming up soon, we'll spend some time answering those questions. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, depending on the questions. So good luck. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Connery. With me tonight, as ever, is the ring-lit Amber Kenny. Um, we've been talking a lot about a lot of things, including musicals and murder. Although interestingly, like that would have been great if like just across 
His chest was just a big thing Murder. that said Drood. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. And since I have been just rambling about the Murdoch murders, let's start with Amber. Okay. I have two things. Mm-hmm. The first is um, on Monday for about six hours, both Facebook and Instagram were down. Weird coincidence. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same company. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> that isn't that weird of a coincidence. Um, then, yeah, that makes sense then. Never but it was the first time that there was a Facebook, Instagram outage while I was a social media manager. And it was like a fun. I didn't grow up in an environment where this was a real thing, but I imagine it's the equivalent of a snow day. Because <laughs> like, I can't do it. I can't do anything. I can do stuff on Twitter, I guess. But like, what can I do? I can't do. I can't call. I can't do anything. So, um, Kenny, it's the boss. Get us a couple of skywriters up there. <laughs> so that was fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. For me. Uh, that's funny. Snow days were a real thing where I lived. So I definitely had one or two when I was a kid, but I remember when I was a sophomore in high school, we had a teacher who I didn't even know he had left the school before I got there, but he'd been a teacher at the school for 50 years. And so when he died, they had a funeral and my school was on the campus of Fordham university. So there was a church right there. So all 800 students from the school went over to the church for this guy's funeral because I guess it must've been my freshman. I think it was my sophomore year, but still there were kids there who had known him. So they went to his funeral and I just remember so clearly the priest in his homily, or I guess it must've been the eulogy at the end saying like, we want to, we want to mourn the death of, Mr. Whatever, let's say his name was John Smith. Or no, no, let's I say wanted his... you to say Mistopheles. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mistopheles. Uh we 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 want to mourn his death, but we also want to celebrate his life. And so, in honor of celebrating his life, we are gonna give you guys the day off from and everyone school was like, tomorrow. Yes! Yeah, yeah, we were. We were very excited. And then we left the church. And when we walked outside, we realized that while we had been in church, it had started to snow and there were already like six inches of snow on the ground. So these guys knew that school was, was going to be, be a snow the day next anyway. day. Yeah. And so they were like, let's make it about him. And, you know, so anyway, I just thought that was a funny, like, deceptive moment among the administration of my high school. I grew up in Southern California, so snow day, right. that is not a thing that I've ever Except at the end of uh, Crash, right? Right. Yes. That yeah. happened. That was real. That was a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff tells me, like, I sit and I, I listen so intently when he describes what snow days were like when he was a kid. Because you they had a bunch said, out there. You'd wake up early and you'd mm-hmm. turn on the news and and I guess on the bottom of the news it would scroll the name of all the schools so you're just waiting for yours to be <laughs> right. listed and then when it is it's like yes and you you 
you know, pour yourself another bowl of cereal or mm -hmm. whatever and watch TV. Another coffee and another shot of whiskey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it sounds fun. But anyway, um, I mean, I still worked on Monday, but there was like. What the fuck am I supposed to do? There was a level of like, yeah, that didn't post. Nothing posted. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Try it again. <laughs> um, But then the other thing I wanted to talk about. I promised last episode that I would check back in about trying to look okay <laughs> on a normal basis. Yeah. And um, I think it was successful. And it it's weird. Like right now I'm wearing makeup. I don't do that. Normally I did it for the podcast. <laughs> You're like, I said, I'm going to check back in about it. I better look like I'm checking back in about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did do some things like this is how I dress today. I was trying. I tried to. I love being comfortable. It's my favorite. I love. Feeling, I think that's a popular thing. Yeah, I love, you know, soft fabric against mm -hmm. my skin. But I tried really hard to get dressed all this past week since we last talked. Um at least on weekdays <laughs> in a way that it's like I'm comfortable. But also if. Someone saw me. I don't. I look like a human being. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's not a, a not a not a person in the in the you know rehab center or whatever right. who's like I'm not, not having dealing a, with a, reality. A crisis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then okay, so here's a couple other things that I have done, and I'm so aware of the fact that I sound like a women's magazine. But it is what it is. But, um, what if you just I put, on, I put on like one piece of jewelry a day. <laughs> I know you're laughing so hard. But like I instantly feel and look more like a human being. Yeah. And I have a bunch of perfumes um, either as – none of them are full size, but either as like gifts or like samples from something else. So I'm like – Shoplifting successes. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I've put on perfume every day, like little things to just be like, I'm not. <laughs> You're taking care of yourself. A gross person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's working out. I, I feel okay. I mean, you smell great. I will say. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, well, cause that's, that's what I wanted to talk about is. Like. Not showering and wearing pajamas all day makes you feel crazy. But I would argue, like, being fully dressed and putting on makeup and doing your hair to just sit at home all day also feels crazy. You're working too hard. So it's like. You're trying to meet in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> You're in that you little perfume, jewelry, <laughs> yeah, clothing, makeup, ball gown, yeah. wedding dress. <laughs> You're in that little area. No, I think you're right. It is weird. It's a weird. It's just, yeah. I mean, we talk about this every week, but it's just a fucking weird time. Like it is very frustrating that we are still dealing with this bullshit and are going to be for the foreseeable future. Totally. And, and I think I may have even mentioned this last episode, so I'm sorry if I'm being repetitive, but I am now in a department, at, 
like the head of the the department I know from because I've worked at DreamWorks for five years now, mm-hmm. but my team, the social media team, I haven't met a single soul in person. That's weird. Like they all could be like six feet tall or. It, That's so funny because that was exactly the point of an article on, I think on slate this week or something was now people are dealing with the fact that they've only ever meet the people they work with on zoom. And so people are like, Holy shit, this person has tall energy, but in real life they're four foot 11, you know? Um, And how shocking that's what I'm doing. (laughs) You seem seven feet tall. Thank you. My, my new boss is, eight years younger than me, not to brag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we're all on different paths. I, well, yeah, at the same, like I, I, I kind of started beating myself up about it yeah. for two seconds. And then I was like, I didn't even start with a marketing job till I was in my mid thirties. How I'm many times did your good. boss do a sketch where they just diarrheaed themselves <laughs> and smiled and nodded up and down? I'm guessing Zero times. Not that many times, but, but, um, but I think I know that I have like a young energy, not to brag. So I don't think he's aware of that. Like he's made comments about like, he's like, I mean, that's not for me because I'm 31 and I'm like, I'm older than you, but you don't know that. <laughs> Just wait till you see me hobbling around in real life. <laughs> Amber shows up to work in her walker. <laughs> I had but, this all um, wrong. But yeah, it's it's wild times. It's weird and wild. It's very I've, difficult. I sorry. Go ahead. No, but also my new boss is. I shouldn't be talking about this, but I drank almost a whole bottle of wine by myself and didn't have dinner. So (laughs) (laughs) party rock and roll. But my new boss is very good. I could tell. And I'm excited to be working with him. Um, But he's like so gung ho and so um, about the strategy and the philosophy that we will be changing. And we're talking about it a lot. And I'm like, I just need to get through today, man. Like, I right. can't, I, I can't, I right. can't do this right now. He'll learn. He'll learn. No. And um, also, I think a good thing to say to somebody like that is something like, take it down a notch, Eisenhower. You know, if you want to use that, you can. We're all good. We, uh-huh. We've actually sort of talked it out a little bit, but there was, like, I was like, I can't have two hour conversations about how we will do things in January when I'm like getting emails all right. the time about what we're doing today. You know, like it's, you are right. I agree. I'm on board. <laughs> I need Let's to do it in January. Right I'll see you then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's always an issue when people come into a situation when somebody's already been there. It's like, I'm not saying this guy is doing this, but there's always an element of like, he wants to put his thumbprint on Well, that. Yes, absolutely that. But also 
do you think these are things we have not thought about before or that this is not a process that we have examined in a variety of ways before? Sure. You know? um, so by, by all means, dig in and make it better. But it's not like we've been purposely trying to do things the most right. difficult way. You right, know? right, right, right. A lot of he's like, why do we do it like this? And I'm like, I think because we don't want to spend money. <laughs> like, I think that's right. the answer most of the time. <laughs> We're just a gigantic corporation. We cannot afford to spend money on this. <laughs> that's well, why we hand deliver mail we're... instead of sending it through the post office. Yes, yes. We send actual letters to Instagram <laughs> to post. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, here's my, here's my, uh, uh, parting, uh, shot. Um, I hope, I really hope, and you can tell me if you are, or if you are not, but I really hope that everyone is watching a new television program called La Brea, La Brea, which is I'm on NBC. I'm not, I'm not, I did watch the trailer Multiple mm-hmm. times, so much so that um, I had a couple girlfriends over this weekend, not to Nice, rest. nice. And then I wanted to show them like a music video or something. So I went to my YouTube on my TV and mm-hmm. La Brea showed up as like in my search history and it, it was <laughs> embarrassing. But um, I'm very familiar with La Brea because it's an NBC Universal thing. So I right. I saw that trailer months and months and months and months ago in the upfronts and I died. It it felt like a fake TV show yeah. in 30 Rock. Like it yeah. doesn't seem real. Anyway, go on. Well, I just want to know why are we doing it like this now? You know, I'm not criticizing the way things are done at NBC Universal, but why are they doing things the way that that show is being done? Uh, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm fascinated by it because <clears throat> so people know what the premise is. The premise is that the La Brea tar pits here in Los Angeles. Which I used to work next to the La Brea tar pit. I have never been to the La Brea and tar pits. I, it was when I worked at like a call center. It was like a it was the worst job in the world. And that's saying something because I've had really bad jobs, basically <laughs> always. Uh-huh. Um, and it was commission-based. So I, I would get kicked off the phones because I wouldn't make sales <laughs> and, because I had to trick old people into giving me their credit card numbers oh and I didn't God. have it in me. So I'd get kicked off the phones. And it was when I was dating Anthony at the time and we both worked there and we had, we drove together. So I had to stay around. So I would just walk around the La Brea tar pits for like four hours until he was off work and we were starving to death. It was dark times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is so lucky that you were not there when the incident that kicks off the show La Brea happened, because what happens is right by the La Brea tar pits, a sinkhole opens up and everybody at that intersection starts falling into the sinkhole. Clearly, obviously, if you fall into a sinkhole, you're going to die, but that would not have been a good pilot. That would have been not compelling at all. And it, it turns out that somehow, and it has not been explained. I've only watched two episodes. That's all there's been so far. 
somehow this sinkhole opened not only a hole in the earth, but a hole in the fabric of time. (laughs) So the people who fell into the sinkhole have traveled 12,000 years back into the past. And I know it's 12,000 years ago for a couple of reasons. The one being on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. It says 10,000 BC on the calendar. How do they know that if, well, anyway. Uh, although, honestly, I would not be surprised if they did something like that, but I'll get to that in a second. But one of the things that happens in the first episode and then again in the second episode, it's actually. I'm going to do some spoilers. I don't care because who is actually no one cares. Yeah. Literally no one cares. The cliffhanger at the end of episode one, the pilot episode is that three of the main characters are about to be pounced upon by a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> Love it. I'm so they're about it. to be, at, they're being stalked and they're about to be attacked by a saber tooth tiger. What's great is they come back to episode two and pick up right from the cliffhanger, which we know it's a saber tooth tiger on the verge of pouncing on them. I guess at the end of the episode, it starts to charge them and then the screen goes to black, right? So we don't know what happens after that moment. We come back in episode two. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm basically, yeah, basically, <laughs> no, but what happens is he's <laughs> them and a guy just goes, and shoots him and the saber tooth tiger is dead and that's the end of that jeopardy like that jeopardy is over one second into the second episode nothing Gorgeous. comes of it except a second later another saber tooth yeah. what is happening right now but anyway these people fall into this thing there's so many things about it that i love so much I mean, it's one of those things like the Murdoch murders where I could sit here and discuss the minutia of this show for the next five hours, even though it's only been two hours of episodes that I've seen. And really, that means an hour and a half because of commercial breaks. But I'll just give you an idea of the things I love about this show. There's a moment in the second episode. So, like I said, they're being stalked by the second saber tooth tiger. There's three of them. They couldn't even think of a second thing. (laughs) Well, but part of the problem, as you must know, working over there is they got to spend money because this is all digital effects. And let's just say these saber tooth tigers ain't the Tyrannosaurus Rex from uh, Jurassic Park. You know, same company. They look (laughs) they look like they look like light, bright figurines like they are not. Wow. They're halfway in between, like, this looks good and just Andy Circus in a bodysuit, you know? Um, so, so this looks good and this looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was saying, but you have a point. <laughs> and by the way, if you're an Andy Circus fan, please go check out Topsy Turvy, one of my favorite movies of all time, in which he plays the dance master. It has nothing to do with special effects, but he's incredible in that movie um but they're being stalked by this saber-toothed tiger <laughs> they're at this, the t- this is the second saber the second yeah they're why the t- don't they just shoot him too I, the, the, it was the, so the, easy to do it the first time yeah i couldn't tell you because i don't even think there was a moment where they were like 
I'm out of bullets or anything like that. It was just like, well, we got the first one, but we can't get the second one. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a hunting limit on saber tooth tigers. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> they don't have a license for two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Cause it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the top of this like rock outcropping. Mm-hmm. And somehow the three of them are standing there and the tiger, I can't even remember exactly how it happened, but the tiger knocks one of them off this outcropping. Oh. He falls, oh no, down like a 40 foot steep, like almost like a cliff down this thing. It's dark out, right? It's dark. The saber tooth tiger runs away because I guess he's scared that he might have hurt this guy or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> the saber tooth tiger sucks. <laughs> the saber tooth tiger, by the way, that's how you know it's 10,000 years ago, but they keep saying the words 10,000 years, but there's a funny part to that as well. But anyway, the saber tooth tiger is gone. The two people are up at the top of the cliff. They're like, oh no, that guy fell down. We have to go find him. They walk off, cut away to a different subplot, different scene, whatever. We come back. Those two people are looking for this guy. They're trying to find him. He fell down this cliff. The dead body. It's daytime now it was dark before now it's daytime so in your head you would assume that some time has passed it's been a while that they've been looking and they can't find him because i'm assuming that even though we're ten thousand years bc day and night doesn't just click right it's It's not like a switch 24 hour cycle it's not like your neighborhood where the electricity goes off and all of a sudden it's dark and then all of a sudden it's light again, you know, Fun call so, <laughs> so everything's on the table all the time. Uh, so, you know, as a viewer, I instantly go, oh, they've been looking for a while and they still haven't found this guy. That's not good for the stakes. But also that's not enough for whoever's giving notes on the show because it's, it's a shot. It's a shot of the two of them from far away. But you hear one of them say, and so it's clearly an ADR line that they recorded it afterwards and put over the, the like somebody watched the said, scene. This wasn't clear enough. Right. Somebody exactly. The executive watched the scene and said it's not clear what's happening here. So the guy in the scene says, and he's again, he's very far away. So it's odd that you can hear him so clearly, since it's a it's a long shot of the two of them. And they're they're looking. I mean, they're clearly indicating that and they're looking daytime. for this. And it's daytime. He goes, we've been searching for him for hours. Where could he be? You know, the way you would say to you someone you had been talk. searching with for <laughs> hours for one particular guy. Like, uh-huh. clearly the moment before he said that, before we came in on the scene, she probably said, like, wait, what are we doing right now? <laughs> I'm so lost. I'm yeah. I... <laughs> so I just was like, holy shit. Like, they think people are too stupid to understand what's going on here. Then, so he goes, he goes, um, whatever I just said. He says, you know, we've been searching for him for hours. Where could he be? Uh, is the noise and we he hear. He starts pooping. No, no, no. We hear the other guy, the guy who fell. We hear him moaning like, in the distance, like, my, uh, my knee hurts. 
But what's crazy about that is the outcropping is like 40 feet high. And they have been searching for him for hours, <laughs> which means that when he fell, when the when the saber toothed tiger knocked him off the thing and he <laughs> fell, he fell down 40 feet, but seven miles sideways. <laughs> so somehow this time rip or has fucked up. they were bad at looking. Like they were looking. <laughs> they walked by him a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be right below where we were. I don't see him. So anyway, that was just a bizarre thing. And clearly what they're trying to do is recreate the magic of, it's funny that you said that they were lost because they're trying to recreate the magic mm -hmm. of lost to the point that in the pilot, as we're getting to know each of these characters, and it's literally character introductions like, my dad is a Navy SEAL and a doctor. So of course he knows what to do in a situation like this. Like it's that clunky and specific and then at finally the right, at one of the <laughs> finally one of the characters goes man this is just like an episode of lost in guys, the dialogue guys, in the show. no guys uh but so whatever so they're like trapped in the past and they don't know at first where they are but then she sees <laughs> There's, a saber-toothed tiger. No, there's an ambulance that has fallen into the sinkhole. And on the side of the ambulance, it says, as all ambulances say in my part of town, it says city of Hollywood, because Hollywood is a city, as we know. It is not. It is not. <laughs> and there's an outline of the Hollywood Hills on the side of the thing. So she's that looking at the outline. And she looks up at the hills and goes, oh, my God, I think I know where we are. Because, you know, the silhouette on the side of the and city of also, Hollywood truck also, is. In that much time, mountains don't change shape <laughs> at all. Like, historically, that's not exactly. Well, and to be fair, there is a sign on the hills, but the sign says in the future, this sign will say something else. <laughs> Um, your message here <laughs> right? but in a later moment they're they're these are other characters are wandering around and they see a herd of camels okay right. and the camels are running towards smoking cigarettes being real cool <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all named joe <laughs> um no, the camels are running towards a tar pit. They're running towards a tar pit. Oh, no, don't do that, camels. So one of the guys who we already know. But also camels are fine. They don't go to extinct. We know that. But so. Well, right. <laughs> but that was what was weird for me was like I was, of course, like a fucking esoterica land like we talked about last week. I was like, wait, are they using camels because they can use live animal. Like, is there somebody making the decision uh, who's like, we got to intersperse live animals with the CGI bullshit like we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's, people won't know the difference. If we just throw camels in there, they'll be like, I guess or camels have been it, around a long time. Or are they saying that like these camels somehow survived this? Here's what it is. Didn't. Right. Well, Others. whatever the case, I had a lot of fucking questions about the camels because what happened was the guy who we already know is getting his master's degree 
and working at the La Brea tar pits is like, I have to save the camels. And he runs in front of the tar pits and goes, They're no, fine. no, they don't go in there. Fine. Don't go in there. And the camels turn around and run away. And he's very proud of himself. He's like, he's the comic relief on the show. So he has an Australian accent, which as we know, makes you so hilarious. Yeah. Where's Jamie when you need it? <laughs> so he goes, oh, save those camels lives. You know, it's funny because... I worked at the La Brea Tar Pits, and last year we found the fossils of a herd of camels. I think but, I know where we are. So that's his moment of realization. Also that, like, yeah. So now those camels aren't dead, and now everything's different because right, he fucked the up wings the, of a butterfly. All of a sudden, changed. Michael J. Fox yeah. is going to come in riding a camel right. and going like. <laughs> But but it was just funny to me (laughs) because what it turns out that, of course, immediately after I watched this episode, I'm all over the Internet, Googling various things and trying to figure out what the truth is and why they did this. (laughs) But it turns out they did find a bunch of camels in the La Brea tar pits. It turns out a bunch, not a bunch, a herd, a herd is, you know, a group of camels is a herd, not a bunch, a bunch is bananas. But they found some camels. Camels were not domesticated until about 3000 BC. This is supposed, they keep saying 10,000 BC. Like these things are happening in 10,000 BC. So I looked up, like, I'm like, do the camels and the saber toothed tigers overlap? Did they, they, were they alive at the same time? <laughs> and it turns out that saber toothed tigers went extinct around 10,000 BC sure. and camels were around starting around 10,000 BC. So apparently they've fallen into a year in the one year in which those two species overlap. Smart. I would not be surprised if somehow the camels caused in this show, the saber tooth tigers, like they're the last few saber tooth tigers and they go extinct or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I could be again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe the show so close to what we know what we're yeah. talking about. Um, but I thought camels like didn't exist here. They were brought right. They were never domesticated here. They were domesticated yeah. in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, and became you know obviously a Just very like palm popular. Trees aren't actually native right. to here. But but what it means, and and I you know I can only spend so much time going down rabbit holes on the internet. But what it means is that at some point there was a species of camels running wild in this part of North America. And that's what ended up in La Brea tar pits. Um, But no, who knows? I mean, maybe there were some others that, you know, were down at the corner store smoking cigarettes or whatever, but it just is funny to me that they're mixing live animals with CGI and that the writing is so over the top and, and on like the nose. just amazing. So I just want to get Nancy Grace to solve, you know, to be like, so what you're saying so is I'll say that, that, the that there was camels. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that those camels died in the tar pits so they were alive when they went in and then they just smothered in that tar until they couldn't breathe anymore so you think that you saved those camels (laughs) then why were there bones oh god (laughs) anyway it is it is 
I mean, I do have the season recording set because I right. find it so. That's probably amusing. what they're going for. It also is fascinating. I mean, what I always think about with these kind of shows is like they are spending so much money on this show, such a fucking crazy amount of money. And I don't mean like sitcom money. I'm talking about an hour long drama with lots of writers and CGI and lots of actors, many subplots, locations. You know, it's a huge, huge millions and millions of dollars every episode. And that is a terrible decision. Like it is so bad. I am watching every episode, but only because I find it to be so fascinatingly bad. But, you know, there are writers on that show who are buying houses Houses, with pools thanks to this one season, you know? Uh, Um, I want a pool. I do too. Uh, But anyway, it's, I I highly recommend uh, checking it out. And I didn't even talk about, I won't talk about this. I didn't even talk about the fact, this is a teaser for next week's episode. Wow. we even remember that I have found myself on at least three or four occasions over the last six months flipping through the television programs on my television and stopping at the very beginning of a romantic comedy and sitting through the entire thing. And I think I have a theory as to why that is. And I won't get into that now, but I have Wait, found these. any romantic comedy or a specific romantic Well, I'll tell you, this week it was a specific romantic comedy by the name of 27 Dresses. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. It was about four minutes. It was about four minutes into the show. And I was like, holy shit, I have to watch this entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I found it really, really fascinating for so many reasons. Among them, the fact that Katherine Heigl was the ugly sister in that. Right. You know, like Stunningly gorgeous. The whole premise of the movie was right. that she was the ugly loser who never got anything, you right. know? No, um, I, th- I would argue, and this is, again, like you said, mm-hmm. maybe a conversation for another time. Yeah. But. Rom-coms almost are like fantasy. Like like they're not fantasy like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but they're fantasy as in disconnected from actual reality. Well, I'll say a couple of things about that. I think you're absolutely right. And I am not saying, unlike with La Brea, where I'm saying, please watch this because I think it's so terrible. I'm not saying I watch these. Uh, ultimately, I was very disappointed with 27 Dresses, but I'm not saying oh, no. I watch these because I'm just. <laughs> no, I'm glad it was 27. I just thought one of them was the wrong dress. <laughs> she um, looked better in the <laughs> A-line. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to. Uh, we've been going on for a long time now, but. There are very specific things about romantic comedies that I find fascinating in terms of kind of what you're saying, that it is not reality, that it's a different version of what real life is. And I think the fantasy is, and I don't know if it's a positive fantasy or a negative fantasy. Obviously, it's a positive fantasy in these movies, 
but I have a theory about it that if this was how life really was, it would not be, it would not be uh, ultimately positive. But here's what I'll say: I will recommend. We'll talk. Let's do that. Let's talk about Twenty Seven Dresses next week. Okay. Should I, I will, watch it over? If the you week? want, you don't have to. But if, if you can. want, yeah, if you can, if you have time. But to anyone listening who does have time and inclination, yes, absolutely, watch it. But even if you don't want to watch the whole thing, go to. <clears throat> one hour and eight minutes into the movie about just about one hour and eight minutes, which is the big scene between Catherine Heigl and James Marsden, who we all know as uh, what's his name with the visor on uh, X-Men. He's the guy with the eyes that shoot lasers out of him. I know him for a lot of things and that's not one of them. <laughs> that's how we all know. him. I don't know what you know him from. But so He's this is in the boss sp- baby too. Oh well, I don't know him for that. Uh, but this is the you scene. Didn't hop. That, that is that everything has been building to this scene, and they're 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 in a bar, and they're. I mean, spoiler alert, they're going to fuck by the end of the night, even though they're both so wrong for each other. Yeah, and they're mad at each they other. They hate each other. They're angry. Yeah. Then they're going to fuck and get angrier at each other for another In every rom-com it starts like actively hating the person right and right. it's this is probably but also, but at, also but like, misunderstanding who they are and thinking they're somebody that they're not and they're he even has a different name in this like he's like he's like Alec murdoch like he goes by different names depending on what he's doing and well, you know it's kind of like a, a a russian novel you know right. like different characters called <laughs> the same person different thing. <laughs> right but the reason i say go to 108 is because they are sitting at a bar and of course there's people in the bar and there is an extra sitting directly on the other side of him and i i you know i was watching it in real time so i see this extra And the extra starts, they're having a conversation and the extra starts reacting to their conversation in a very, very big way. Like one of them will say something and he'll just go. Oh, I mean, and then the other one says something and he goes. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing is then they keep going and he's sort of not paying attention anymore. Same guy still sitting in the same place, but now he's not involved in the conversation anymore. And then the scene continues and they, the two of them, they're, what is it? They get into an argument about the lyrics of a song that comes on the jukebox. And all of a sudden the guy is paying attention again. And he's like, you know, they're saying, this is what the lyrics are. This is what the lyrics are. And he's going, And then they widen out a little and other people are starting to listen to their argument and having reactions like this guy. They're all That's like the whole major bar, main character syndrome. Where the, the whole the bar literally revolves around them. Paying attention to them, to their argument. Like, and you see like a guy at the pool table taps his friend on the shoulder and goes. What a cool argument. <laughs> right. 
cut to the two of them standing on the bar singing this really cool song with all the cool wrong lyrics they were coming up with while the rest of the bar sings along with them which means that either that happened so quickly like they were having the argument about the song then they were one of them was winning and they were like hey everybody's paying attention to us let's get on the bar and sing the song or they kept putting the song on the jukebox uh, over and over again and getting more and more people involved. Either way is completely insane. And the best thing about it to me, you might disagree, is the song is Benny and the Jets by Elton John. Like, it's not even a fun, interesting, weird song. They're just bullshitting their way through a fake moment and it sounds like i'm making fun of the show that's of the movie a song, but... like the lyrics are clear that's not like Correct. a famous like people mess up the lyrics to benny and the jets song like right. there's like excuse me while i kiss this guy right. you know like that's not uh right and, and the you know revved up like a douche in the roller in the night or whatever it is but Benny and the Jets, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, it was such a stretch for them to go. You think he's saying, hey, kids, tell me your name's Newton. Gonna have another juice while I eat my potato chips? No, no, no. These are the, like, they're just, like, bullshitting their way through. Right. It was because they had the license for that song, <laughs> right. and then they had to figure out a way. But, but I just, so I didn't even get to that part because I kept rewinding and watching the one guy reacting to them. Because it was so gigantic and broad. And I was like, I had tears rolling down my face. I was laughing so hard at this guy who was just an extra in the movie and then had been told, like, we need you to start reacting. <laughs> and he was so, it was like, it was like he was doing the masks of Commedia, you know, like it was so gigantic. Anyway, there's much more to say about 27. Hey. What if we turn this into a podcast about 27 dresses? Like every it's episode was a different dress. And about 27 dresses. Okay, welcome back to 27 dresses. This week we're on dress number six, which is a form fitting number. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, folks, this has been The Long Shot. It is a podcast. Thank you for listening. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review and a wonderful, oh, fuck, I spoiled it, a wonderful review. Give us five yeah, stars and a great a review. review. Yeah, yeah, that would be helpful. Um, that's it. That's all we have. Bye-bye. See you next time. I got from my tax return and I'll put it away until Christmas or some other time because lately I simply don't know where I'm going in 
spite of the dozens of street signs I've stolen, the trains try their hardest to keep me from rolling. So I roll back into bed and I think of you for as long as that will take me. And I sit around till the end of the day. position and me in the right state of mind. <laughs> 